welcome back to Gabbing with Gib. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and we have a really fun episode of the show today. If you've been listening for a while, you might remember that we recorded a mock draft for an all-star Real Housewives cross-franchise cast with Sarah Galley at the end of December, which ended up being really fun, and I said that I wanted to do more things like that, and today is one of those days. If you haven't listened to that one, also go back and do so. It's really fun. Anyway, last week, to no one's surprise, Peacock announced that the U.S. edition of The Traders had been picked up for a third season. And as you also know, it's pretty much all I can think about these days. And in response to the news, a lot of people were throwing around a lot of names that they'd like to see on the show next season. So I figured it would be a good time to do another mock draft, this time for our dream cast for season three of The Traders. I wanted to find someone to do this with me who not just had a great understanding of the Bravoverse and Housewives, but also of the pools of people from Survivor and Big Brother and other reality shows like The Challenge and Selling Sunset and The Bachelor and and beyond. I mean, like the, the these pools are huge and they are endless. And I found the perfect person to do so in Jarrett Weisselman, someone whose content you have absolutely seen on social media. If you follow pop culture and reality TV commentators online, he has familiarity with a wide range of pop culture realms, which resulted in a really, really great draft. And before we went into recording, I had written down a bunch of names just in case he chose some of my top choices before I got to them. And and I was also feeling just like generally very indecisive. So I actually was kind of surprised at some of the people that I ended up choosing myself. But ultimately, like there are only so many spots and there is truly an endless list of iconic reality stars and celebrities that could qualify for this show. And I think we both ended up coming up with great potential cast for next season of the US Traders. And I would not be surprised if some of these names actually ended up on the show. Word on the street is that this season will film in May. So there's a chance that a few names leak out in the next couple months. They actually kept this cast under wraps for a while, though. So I actually kind of hope and wouldn't be surprised if we didn't find out who's taking part until much closer to the season's release. I I kind of would like that. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this new episode of The Traders that we got on Peacock last night. I'm sitting here recording this, anticipating it. So I have actually not watched it yet. But by the time this comes out, I will have watched it. We have several more episodes of this season to enjoy before we get the reunion, which Andy Cohen is hosting. That is reportedly filming in the beginning of March, and it will air later in March. And Larsa and Marcus already appear to be back together. So who knows what actual tea that will result in. But here is my mock draft for The Traders Season 3 with Jared Weisselman. Make sure you're subscribed to Gabbing with Gabe, wherever you're listening to this right now. And I would love if you could drop us a five-star rating or a nice review to go into the weekend. Thanks for listening and enjoy. I want to gab. All right, today we're gabbing with Jared Weisselman, whose stuff you have absolutely seen on Twitter or threads or Instagram, somewhere on social media. He's a total pop culture and reality TV connoisseur, and he's here to take part in the second Gabbing with Gib mock reality TV draft. This time, we're going to cook up our dream Traders season three cast. Second season is still happening, but the third season just got confirmed. So Jared, thanks so much for doing this. How are you? I'm so excited. I'm so good. I feel like these are the moments I was made for. And this is all I've been wanting to do since you you texted me. (laughs) Alexa, play Billie Eilish. What was I made for right here? Yes, yes, that's extremely me. Okay, so this fever dream of a second season, it was a departure from the first because they went exclusively with reality TV and some random celebrity people. But they basically completely shut out the normies. It was kind of there was like a third of the cast last season. What did you make of that decision when it was initially made and like how it how it's shaken out in the second season? 
Well, I was thrilled, honestly, because I don't like when you have a mix of normies and reality television cele or celebrities. I think yeah. it puts the normies at a disadvantage. And I think if you look at season one, listen, Suri played a flawless game regardless. But I think an advantage was these people were enamored by her from seeing her on Survivor right. for so many years. And she was able to use that against them. You know, I think what's been really cool about season two is... It's almost like other people's reality television experience is being used against them. So it's no longer a positive like it was for Suri. It's a negative like it is for Parvati and Dan. Right. Totally. And I also I think I've said this before on this podcast, but like I also think that it at the end when Suri had that triumphant moment, it had this like essence of like yeah. sadness because the other people yes. were so thought heard about it. And it was like, I don't, yes. we don't I don't want that to be an element of this at all. Yeah, I agree as well. And I feel like it's like you kind of got to know what you're there for, you know, and because and, here's the other thing, too. The normies, is it fine to say that? Is that pejorative? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. And there's no, there's know, everyone says it differently. I know. But the normies going on these shows need the money in a much different way than the reality show people do as well. You know, I don't know. I mean, actually, I'm sure you have watched The Survivor Australia. But the first season, these people are like, I need money to not lose my home. Right. And then you've got. Larsa Pippen talking to them and trying to steal this money from them. And you're like, you look like such an asshole. So I think it evens the playing field from a strategic level. And you don't feel as bad watching people be duplicitous when you know that they don't really need the money in the same way. Right, right. And it's like, they're all getting, now they're probably all getting either the same or very similar appearance yeah. fees now. So it's sort of like, they're all sort of as in it to make good TV. And that to me yes. is sort of the, one of the objectives of this, in addition to, I guess, getting some extra money, but yeah, completely. And part of me, like, it's like, we set such a high bar on this mm -hmm. second season in terms of the casting in and of itself. But I'm like, yeah. so like when I was sitting down to like, think about this and the wheels started to turn about, okay, season three, my first instinct was like, wait, like, how are they going to outdo themselves? But then it was like, if you think for five seconds, you realize there are more than enough iconic reality TV people who have not yeah. been cast on this show or kind of any similar mashup shows. Were you thinking similarly? Were you like, OK, actually, there are like a million choices for this. A hundred percent. And obviously going through this was really fun because I had initially like had a quick like, here's all my reaction. And then I took a step back and I was like, wait. I'm like, I hadn't even thought about America's Next Top Model when I was pulling from this. You know, I hadn't even thought about some television shows that are no longer on. And I also didn't think about people from just life. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think as we're seeing with Mr. Britt this season, these people can come from anywhere. Right. Totally. That said, I would like to demand that U.S. Traders never has American politicians on it because I really am not interested in that. I cannot have Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars happening no. on my traders. I can't have Rob Lagojevich or whoever that other guy was on Celebrity Big Brother. Like I, that to me will never work. It will never no, work. No, it will never work. To us, John is just this like random British man who he could, he could have been like a reality TV host for all I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So he's just this kind of enigma, which I think yeah. works. But again, yeah. I agree. The Dan took the stars treatment of politicians. I'm good. Let's protect this traitor's bubble. So, okay, before we jump into it, I just am going to read yes. some of the stipulations that I sent you so that people listening okay. are aware. We'll go back and forth picking people to, to create our dream traders season three cast. And since there are like, 20-ish contestants for each season. I didn't want it just to be like a back and forth for 20 rounds. So I kind of broke it up into four big categories. And then so we'll go back and forth in those categories. 
and then debrief before we move on. So we will do five to six Bravo picks each, four to five from like the Survivor Big Brother shows, five to six from other reality shows. So thinking like The Challenge, Bachelor Nation, Love Island, Netflix, any other sort of shows that that came to mind. And then three to four random celebrities slash public figures. As we mentioned, we've had John, the British politician. We had Deontay this season, Marcus Jordan, Ryan Lochte was on last season. So there are some kind of, uh, those are kind of like mystery boxes, I think, for us to fill. It kind of could be anything. And then those numbers are just sort of based on this this season that we're watching now in terms of what the ratio was so in each round again we'll take turns and the only big rule is that we can't choose any of the same people so once i choose somebody you can't choose that person and vice versa and those are the rules (laughs) of the mock draft so we're taking this very seriously over here very seriously but since you're my guest jarrett we're going to start with bravo Uh, and i'm going to have you you kick us off in that in that section Okay. Well, I'm going to start with Bravo and I'm going to do one that I feel like is just the most obvious. So you can't say it first. And that would be newbie queen, Monica Garcia from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I feel Mm. like if you have a show that is about people pretending to be someone they are not, the only person you must cast is the most famous non-Anna Delvey like masquerader that we've had in pop culture in the last decade. She would be perfect on the show. I think she would also get sent home first because I think people would know that she is most likely lying and there's no way you can trust her, but she would be so good in that one episode. Yeah, exactly. You you know that she would make an impact right off the bat. I totally agree. That seems to be the one name that gets that's being thrown. It was thrown around like immediately even after the finale when you kind of figure that she wouldn't be back on Salt Lake. So I think that's a great first pick. My first pick is going to be Somebody from Vanderpump Rules. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to go with Lala Kent. Oh, I think that right. she, I, I've had this feeling about her on Vanderpump Rules in recent seasons that she's, a, she's kind of like a big fish in a small pond. Sometimes it feels like she's thinking kind of several steps ahead than her co-stars. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of want her, I want to see her in an environment where she's, she has to kind of play catch up or she has to prove her worth in terms of how she's thinking strategically. And I think that she would also just, she wouldn't be afraid of anybody. You know what I mean? She, she might not stack up strategically in the end, but I think that she would make for some some good roundtable. It's almost like reunion training for her in terms of future housewives. And and let us not forget, I mean, the detective of Vanderpump Rules, she knew who everyone was cheating on. She knew who they yes. were cheating with. She was flying them in from Miami. So that is an excellent choice. Great. All right. Thank you. Ne- next for you. Okay, well, I'm going to, since you opened the door to Vanderpump, I'm going to go with my Vanderpump choice. And it may be controversial, but it is Stasi Schroeder. I think Listen. it is time to bring her back. I don't want her on Vanderpump. So this feels like a perfect way to have her back in our reality television universe. First of all, no one has ever wanted to be around murder more than Stasi Schroeder. I mean, she spent the entire, yeah. her engagement was in a cemetery, right? So Her birthday parties like had murder is, themes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, I think she would just be so excited. And I think she would really be able to use her experience in sniffing out cheating exes to apply that to her traitorous sort of uncovering. Or I'm being to be honest, I would actually like Saucy to be a traitor if she's going to be on the show. Because I think she'd have so much fun with it. I think she would be great. I And I also, I think you're right. It's like she did something problematic and questionable. It's been some time. She's taken ownership of it give her the little bit of the phager treatment where you kind of test the waters and bring right. her back on, a, yes. on another show. Yes. And I think it actually would end up working well for her. Um, all right. My next pick 
is going to be Lindsay Hubbard from Summer House. Ooh. I just, I need, I need like, I actually do think that one thing that like this season of the traders could have had even more of is even more big personalities. I want it to be like just stacked to the fucking roof in terms of like people who like have outsized personalities, aren't afraid of of making a moment and and calling people out. And Lindsay's one of those people. And again, it's it's kind of like a housewives in training like test for somebody like Lindsay yeah. and, and like Lala. So um, I'm putting them both in and seeing who who kind of uh, lasts longer. I love it. I have to take my jacket off. I'm getting hot. Do this it. is so exciting. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I got I to gotta have my hands free. For this. Let's right. fucking go. All right. So my next Bravo pick, I'm torn between two. Yeah. Here's, I'm going to say this because I think it's unexpected. Dolores Catania from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. Explain. Well, first of all, She's from New Jersey, as am I. We're used to people being murdered. So that happens a lot. So she's going to be very comfortable <laughs> in this space. No, here's the thing that I've, I love about Dolores and I've always loved about Dolores. She's kind of a quiet housewife. She would be a quiet player on the show, but you have never seen her back down from a fight. You have never seen her not say what she's thinking, even if it is against her friend, Teresa. I think about her going against Danielle when she came back to, you know, a couple seasons ago. That was good. That was really vicious. And she has a mouth on her. I think the thing about Dolores that would be great is she won't hesitate to come for anyone if it's what she believes is in the best interest of being unfaithful. Kind of similar to what happened with Larsa this season. Mm -hmm. I am not a huge Larsa fan in Miami. Loved her on Traders. So it's almost made me like her more on Miami. She just, Larsa's big mistake was she came for my husband in CT, which obviously you do not do. But I think... <laughs> But her energy was right. The way she was kind of trying to pull people in the line was really smart. And I actually think Dolores would be much, much better at doing what Larsa started. I agree with that. And I also think that Dolores would know when to hold back in a way that Larsa 100%. couldn't really bring herself to do. So I think that's a great Absol pick. I really, I really Absolutely. do. Um, all right. My third Bravo pick is I'm going to put a man. I'm going to put our first man in the mix. Ooh, okay. Craig Conover. I think oh, that. Yes. I would be curious to see if Craig would end up sort of being a Peter type who like proved uh -huh. to be pretty adept at picking out people and being strategic. Cause you know, we saw, <laughs> we've seen that he sort of has a conspiracy theory brain with the tinfoil hats <laughs> and stuff this season. And, but it also could go more of the Kevin route where it's just sort of like aimless and not really having direction. So I, I I'd be really curious to see what he could bring to it. He'd be good at the challenges. I don't know. And he's, I just find him to be really compelling TV. So he's my pick. I love that. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I will. So this is my fourth. This I is your fourth it. Bravo. Yeah. So we'll go up to, you, you could go up to six, but at okay. least five. Okay. So for my fourth Bravo pick, I am going to go very old school. And it's a show that is no longer on Bravo, but they are best known for being on Bravo. Okay. And that would be Tabitha from Tabitha's Salon Takeover. Wow. A true throwback. A true a different era. Yeah. Um, imagine her walking into every room and just eating everyone inside that room alive. Her at a round table would be appointment television oh yeah talk about somebody who is not scared of anybody talk about somebody who has no fear i mean to me she could take over traders <laughs> again it's just you, you i we have no touch point for her in the past 10 years or you know what i mean I know, and, and i love I but, I, but i love that about your pick i love that it's like what is this going to result in um yeah. all right so since we're talking bringing people back i'm gonna go with 
Miss Monique Samuels from Potomac. <laughs> I, to me, she is made for TV. I loved her on Potomac. I was okay. Team Monique back in season four or five, whatever that was. And okay. um, I think she's either divorced or getting divorced yeah. right now. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that she's kind of in this, she's probably in an era right now where she's kind of doesn't give a fuck anymore. And not that she gave a fuck before, but she probably extra doesn't give a fuck right now. And I, you know, I just think that she, she could call people out. She could be good at challenges. She could be, I think she's really, really smart. And yeah. uh, again, it's one of those things where it's like, we haven't seen her on TV for at this point, like four, maybe five years. Yeah. So Monique's my, okay. my uh, fourth pick. Okay, well, my fifth one was going to be Candace, but now I can't be. So I feel no. But no, but it could be, you know. It's the, no, <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that to Candace. I do love Candace. I'm a candy gal. So I certainly would not put her in a. Well, well these are different casts. These are these are a different casts. So. Right. No, no, it's okay. 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 So for my, for my next uh, Bravo pick, I am going to pick Quad for Married to Medicine. Oh, such a good one. I, first of all, Quad is better than Married to Medicine at this point. And also this season without Quad has not not been it. I know. That said, I love her. I think she's really funny. I think she's super smart. And I think she's also the kind of player who other players would be very drawn to. So I could see her becoming like a Peter type where she's really pulling a lot of people together as a faithful and working hard to root out the traitors. Yeah, no, I think that that's a... She's very charismatic. She yeah. you, you, she's irresistible. Would love that. It, or she, and she could end up being somebody who's like. I mean, this is my last. My last Bravo pick is going to be Lisa Barlow because I I need somebody <laughs> who who I need somebody who like if she was good at it, it would surprise me. That's yeah. not that's not a that's not a hit on her like as a person or like in her intelligence or anything. I just don't think like her brain works in that in that right. way necessarily but like yeah. i just know that she'd be good tv i need somebody like uh i mean i guess larsa ended up being good at the game but like she also was yeah kind of just like saying shit and giving good confessional and 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 what have you like i maybe we'll see that from shrey down the line we're, we're seeing it from phaedra i yeah. uh i just need somebody who's just gonna okay like we can depend on to yes. <laughs> be kind of like a little bit unself-aware, right? Funny. Yeah, that's my that, yeah. and, and and seeing her try to like lean into the Scotland fashion that they're clearly I all told to, to do, I think <laughs> would be heaven. <laughs> I love that. I mean, we need our Delulu queen even over there. Exactly. So, do you want to do any more Bravo, or do you want to move on to I'm, Survivor yeah, Big Brother? Let's, let's do it. Okay, so we each have our so. five our five Bravo. So we're gonna move on to the Survivor Big Brother section. Okay. Okay. I wrote down a lot of names for myself here. And yeah. you know, I'm since you went first in the last round, I'm going first in okay. this round. I'm gonna go with a recent star for Big Brother, and that is Taylor Hale. She yes. won the show. She is incredibly good at the strategy. She's very good at the social game. I think that yep. she could be. I actually think that she could be a pretty good trader because I think that she people would really I think she's somebody that yeah. people really like fans would love watching her she kind of just checks a lot of really great boxes for yeah. any show and um my cast would be incomplete without her yes i i love that i think she's amazing um it's interesting you know so the thing i love about traders is it really is like my roman empire because i've been watching big brother for 30 yeah, seasons same. i've been watching the challenge for 40 like these Ooh. are like it this is like all of my shows coming together and so like this was really fun and what was really interesting about watching 
last season and this season is I I don't know that big brother players are actually built to be good at traders because mm. if you if you think about what's, re- what's required to be successful about big brother it is about really laying low in the beginning and learning yes. a lot and then coming out later with that information they're playing for 3 months traders is played in like 14 days and so I think when you saw what happened with Dan and Janelle, they were both victims of playing a big brother game. Dan sitting back and not saying anything because he was gathering information. Everyone's like, you're being weird. But in the big brother house, that's what you're supposed to do. Right. Janelle came out of the house and said, I knew it was Dan and Parvati all along, but I was trying to build alliances with them for later in the game. And it's like, that's not how traders works. No. So for me, when I was thinking about big brother players, I thought about personalities, people you who are going to kill a confessional, who are going to be really, really funny. And that's why I my first big brother choice is Brittany Haynes uh, from, I mean, a classic. No, one is, no one is better at confessionals than Brittany. She is genuinely funny. And I don't know if you watched Big Brother Reindeer Games in December. I didn't came, watch it. You didn't miss anything. Taylor oh, okay. was on, but but Brittany was back, and she's a much different version of Brittany now in a great way. She's like the mom of two. She's but she still kind of loses her mind at the insanity of other players in the game. And I think in a game like Traders, that would be so fun. No, so fun. Now that, that's she's a she's somebody who I would love to see get a bigger spotlight on her and be, yeah. beyond the Big Brother world. I think that, that this would be a perfect opportunity for that to happen. All right, my second choice from this category. Yeah. Um. Oof. This is it, this is a really <laughs> tough to do. Okay, I am going to go with a, a throwback Survivor villain. Ooh. Okay. We're going Jer- Jerry Manthe. From early Survivor. Wow. She came back, I think, for another season at some point. I think it was Heroes Villains. Yes, Heroes Villains. And um, she proved to be a little bit less of a villain. But I but I kind of think that the traders would give her an opportunity to kind of like read the writing on the wall of like, this is sort of what people want from me. And for her to like lean into it again, to kind of like remind people like why she was so good. 22 years ago on survivor i just she's somebody who sort of lives rent free in my head and i would just i kind of would love (laughs) to love to check back in with her see what she has up her sleeve again it could she could end up flopping just kind of being a dud who knows but like i kind of want to take a chance on some people like that because i think that some people on this season have have been kind of surprises in that way I love that. That's great. I mean, I feel like I think I like about traders is it is people who are very current, but also does give you yes. some of those people you've not you can learn to love in a different way. So I think that's an awesome yeah. choice. And I also think that bringing back old people like that, it's sort of like it gives the more current stars of shows or more recent kind of veterans of shows. Yeah. A little bit of like a reality check of like, you know, like you can still be taken down a peg or two like your shit still stinks. You know what I mean? Like. Absolutely. I love that. So I'm going to stick with big, uh, stick with Survivor since you opened the door. And I feel be- it is only appropriate that traders continue what it started and feature one member of the iconic Black Widow Brigade every season. We had Suri in season one. We have Parvati in season two. And it's a toss up for me because I could go with either yeah, who you're gonna go with. or Natalie. I, I, I want to go with Natalie and I'll tell you why. Okay. I feel like we've seen Amanda's game. We know how she plays. We know who she is. Natalie feels like such a mystery in a really cool and fun way. Also, to your point, I don't know what she's been doing since you know that season. Who is she now? I would like right. to rediscover that. 
And if you remember, I mean, she was the one that got the immunity necklace when they sort of talked him out of giving it away. So obviously there's something about her that really endears herself to other people that makes them want to work with her and protect her. So I think she could be a really fun sort of X factor in the scene. Yeah. You know, I saw, I think she did like a photo shoot with Parvati recently or something yes. like that. Like she popped up somewhere and I was like, you know what, Natalie, you can tell that she still has some of that kind of bad bitch energy and i think that she <laughs> she seems like somebody who would lean into that given another chance yeah. to be on tv so i think that's a great a great pick all right my third pick from this section is going to be davon rogers from big brother yes yeah. thank you for so, saying it I yeah was... so so davon i think is really interesting because her first season she didn't last super long but she was this incredibly funny presence in the house she was pretty like she kind of didn't think before she spoke and right. that was sort of her downfall but then she came back and she had a much better showing she she held back a little bit more and she made it further i want to say she made it to the beginning of the jury and she she proved that she could that she kind of learned from her first round and you know in addition to giving great confessional and whatever she had the strategy in her a little bit more she had the social game in her a little bit more bring her back for a third round and see if she can improve her performance even more and still yeah. give us the funny, the memes, the confessional. I mean, she's pretend to be shocked. She is leaving the Big Brother house with the like leg up and yep. like shimmies over to Julie. She is, I think, an underrated kind of contributor to the online like lexicon. And I would love to see her yes. like remind people of that. I love that. I love Devon. She's fabulous. Love. Great choice. I'm going to make my first choice that is purely for chaos okay. and not based in strategy at all. Bring it on. And that is going to be Carolyn from Survivor. Yes. Who made, who made Vinyl 3 <laughs> through, through no one's idea. But here's what I'll say. I mean, Carolyn, all her tattoos, her energy, her crazy faces, like she was kind of a meme for most of the season. And I yeah. think what I loved about her and really that season overall was you had all of these people who felt like such simple archetypes really blossom over time. I mean, Jam Jam was somebody I didn't even really care to see on my television in the beginning. Yeah. And then cut to me crying as he's winning. And I think what Carolyn's story that she was able to share over the season was really beautiful. And it made her make sense in a different way. That said, I think she obviously does not do well in new situations. You know, nope. <laughs> those, first, those first few days on the island, she was like, I don't know what to do. And I want some of that on traders. No, I think that she, again, she would be just like this question mark for people. Like, she's yeah. like a puzzle within the game for people to figure out, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that that is fun to watch, you know? Totally. All right. So my, uh, this is my fourth from this. And I guess uh, we could go four to five, but I think that my... Yeah. My final one, I think, for this is going to be a Survivor winner, but a winner who gets uh, kind of dunked on and underappreciated in the grand scheme of things, and that's Michelle Fitzgerald. Oh. I, Michelle is somebody who I really liked her on her season of Survivor. She ended up winning. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a, she's a winner yeah. that people again think didn't really deserve it she yeah. whatever but she won and i think when somebody wins survivor they win survivor that's sort of how yes, i think about I that and that. she was on this second season of the challenge usa and she proved to be still pretty great tv she's kind of an emotional person like she um 
there was like a lot of fights that happened in and around her sort of in the house outside of the challenges and stuff. And, you know, I just think that she's kind of this person that she kind of has something to prove at all times, but she also can't get, she kind of can't get out of her own way also. And I kind of like that, that dichotomy, you know, I think that that could be, it could either again, work really well for her, or it could end up really bad for her because it's sort of like the people who don't know survivor like the bravo people would be like oh she won survivor and they would be immediately threatened by that but she's not necessarily a threatening player it's true she's had a really interesting season of the challenge on this one that's currently airing battle for new champion i don't watch the regular challenge what's that been like i don't want to spoil it for any of your listeners but all i will say is it's been a very it's been a Michelle I've never seen before in a cool way, in a very good way. It's interesting. I'll, okay. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll Listen, you I, like you <laughs> I like interesting. I like interesting. Yes. For my last Survivor Big Brother player, I'm going to do the gays proud and nominate the only gay winner of Big Brother ever, Andy Heron, who obviously should not be the only gay winner because that's all. But that's a whole other conversation for okay. a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, that said, he was great at the game. He is super, super strategic. He's really funny. And the thing I really like about Andy is from his social media presence, since he's won the show, he's a reality television, like aficionado. Totally. He understands the medium really well. And so I think he would one, really understand how to play the game and two, understand what he as a player needed to give to make good television. Yes. No, I totally, I think, um. I like I had on my list. I didn't end up saying that person, but Johnny yeah. Cochran. It's sort of I wanted. I think the strategy, the the strategy yeah. person who right comes off maybe not as an obvious threat because they're not like physically imposing. But I think that's a great mm-hmm. that's a great pick. I totally and he has a great Twitter presence for people listening. He yeah. does a lot of good commentary. <laughs> so let's move on to other reality shows again. This is a okay. pretty big catch all category, but yeah. as we've seen on the past few seasons, they'll pull from kind of a variety Anywhere. of places. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I think that this is kind of this kind of opens it up even more for us. So again, it's your, your turn to go first that we're doing three yeah. or four from this round. Okay. I think I, I think I might go four since we've gone uh, lower on the I got two. plenty. I, yeah. yeah, I got okay. plenty. All right. For my first reality show TVD person, I'm going to choose Selling Sunset alum Christine Quinn. Ah, uh, first of all, we need the fashion. We need Alan Cumming might be a little gagged when he sees what Christine brings to Scotland, Ireland, wherever, Scotland. And also, she's an incredible personality. She's Mm -hmm. really smart, very cutting, very strategic, and kind of cool as hell. Yeah. So I think she would really bring a lot to the show. And I miss seeing her on my television. I don't miss seeing her on Selling Sunset, but I miss seeing her on my television. Yeah, I think she's an interesting one because towards the end of Selling Sunset, we got sort of like a disengaged, like, yeah. you know, she was outcast from the group and it wasn't the Christine Quinn that we like initially fell in love with. So this would give her the exactly. opportunity to kind of reverse that image. Um, great pick. Yes. Okay, my first pick for other reality shows is Carson Kressley, who is oh my God. <laughs> Queer Eye, but also Drag Race, but also yeah. just kind of a celebrity. But I put him in the reality category because that's sort of where we see him most. He just, to me, is one of the funniest people to ever be on TV. He makes me laugh everything he does. He could kind of be an accidental person who makes it for, far because I don't think that people would be threatened by him. But he's also a smart guy. Uh, he's very witty and you know, he could be a more outside Sheree in terms of and Sheree sort of accidentally making it to the end. I think Carson could accidentally make it far. And <laughs> I could again, I think too. he's kind of he's kind of that magnet personality that people 
would love to just kind of like gossip with and maybe they maybe yeah. they tell him too much information. Yeah, I love that. He's great. Yeah, I had a couple of drag race people, but you made me think of someone else. So I think for my next one, because she really is reality television at the end of the day, and she there is no medium there with there is no genre without this person. And that is Tiffany Pollard, aka New York. Yeah. She I mean given. institution institution. It's crazy she wasn't asked to be on this season, to be honest with you. Maybe because she was filming House of Villains already. I'm unclear. All I know is. I cannot and I will not go into a third season without her in this world, without her on my television. I think, I mean, she speaks for herself. I don't even need to defend it. I could have just said her name and walked away. And that's exactly. Listen, she wore, <laughs> she wore sunglasses for 99% of House of Villains. And I would love that same behavior on the traders. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She's somebody we checked in with and she proved to be great yeah, TV still, still. still perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So my next person from another show tiffany was on my list so she is off okay i'm gonna go with rachel Lindsay, who is oh. a former bachelorette she is okay. also i guess in the kind of the andy vein from big brother she commentates on reality tv mostly yeah. bravo stuff so it's not she doesn't mm -hmm. really know the competition realm as much as, as far as i'm aware but she is incredibly smart she is a former she's a lawyer like she is she would study up, I think. I think that yes. she would come from an informed place. I think that she wouldn't know she's not necessarily somebody who is an obvious, like outsized personality at first. I think she would hold back a little bit. And mm -hmm. I've picked a lot of big personalities on my list. So I need somebody who's a little bit more reserved and knows how to pick a moment. And that is Rachel to me. I love that. I'm not a big bachelor person, but I did watch her moderate a bunch of panels at BravoCon. What a star. What She's the star. best moderator that was at BravoCon, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Love that. All right. I'm going to dip back into my challenge roots for the next choice. Okay. And it was and it was tough because there's, you know, there's not just the challenge. There's also the real world and road rules and all of that. But I think for this show, you can't have somebody who has only done like one or two seasons, right? Because there's so much complexity involved and you can't just be you know, a faceless person in a crowd of right. traders and playing. So I'm going to choose the Wes Bergman for my next choice in this draft. I think okay. what's interesting is Wes brings a lot of the same qualities that Johnny Banana does, right? He's incredible at challenges. He's very braggadocious. And he's also super strategic. The difference is Wes doesn't have the baggage of a Johnny Bananas. He doesn't come in with sort of that persona and that like everyone like I don't think people know who he is the way they know who Johnny Bananas is sure and I and I think it would help Wes actually last longer because I don't think people would see him as a target as quickly because he also knows that you can't come in day one being the guy who I mean how many seasons of the challenge or house of villains have I watched we're on day one. Johnny Bananas has a bottle of champagne. He's making everyone do a toast, making himself the center of attention. He did it here too. It's one of his go-to tactics and that's great, but it doesn't keep you around on a show like this. It puts a target on you way too early. And I think Wes could really make it further and be even more strategic. Yes. Oh, that's a great, that's a great pick. That is a really great pick. Okay. My third in this category is going to be someone we've seen on several reality shows over the years no competition shows Kristen Cavallari oh, I love that um I think that she would give great confessional she would be sort yes. of that bitchy energy that we that we know and love she's somebody who never she never changed in that capacity like back on Laguna Beach she was like 
you know, the bitchy popular girl. She played mm-hmm. into that, but she's continued to sort of dip her toe into that on every show we've seen her since. You know, I've, I'll, I'll sometimes dip into the Laguna Beach podcast that they do, which she has with Steven. Like, she still has that incredible energy and that incredible personality that I think we all fell in love with 20 years ago. Um, but I also think she's really competitive. She's a really competitive yeah. person. She's played the fame game incredibly well. And I just think that she's really savvy. And I think that she doesn't necessarily get credit for that. And I, I, I think it'd be really interesting to see her in this new competition-y environment and just kind of see how, see what happens. Will she, will she float or will she sink? And I think that she might float, honestly. She'd be a good trader, actually. She would be a great trader, yes. And according to Lauren Conrad, she's been one since high school. <laughs> But I think, (laughs) no, you didn't. (laughs) No, no, I love that choice. I, yeah, I think Kristen's such an interesting personality in that world. Yeah. Um, Okay. For my fourth pick. Okay. So I'm going to say who I'm going to say, and it's sort of similar to one that you already had, but it's different, but it's the same, but it's different. And that is Michelle Visage. Mm. I know we've got to be, it'd be weird to have two drag race panelists on the season, But I think Michelle's almost like so much more than that in a totally different way from Carson. The thing that I love about Carson that I think you're talking about is sort of that that likability, that everyman-ness, that real kind, you know, just genteel energy. The thing that I like about Michelle is what she's amazing at on the show. She will be like, your face is fucked and here's why and here's how to fix it, right? So I love that she... Yeah, exactly. And I think you need someone like that on the season. I think you need someone to in those roundtables to be like a similar kind of to Kate, like that kind of energy. Like, you know, when um when Dan was playing the whole, you know, you didn't like you didn't like my my burgalicious. Like that would be Michelle. She's like, this yeah. is the argument you're bringing to the table to explain why I'm a trait. Like it would just the argument would be really fiery. And I think she would be really, really dangerous in this game. Mm, I that's a really good one because people would people would trust Michelle. People right. would trust her. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I absolutely. Think so. yeah. I think I think they would. Um, all right. My final one from this category. Okay, this is kind of a random pick. Love it. Good. But she's proven to me to make really great TV on the most recent seasons of Selling Sunset. And okay. that is Amanza. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so let me just explain. So Amanda, to me, was never really... She's never really been my favorite person on that show. She's never Uh been the most obvious star on that show. But she's had some staying power. And she has actually, to me, risen in the ranks in terms of, you know, her impact on that show and sort of how Mm -hmm. she moves things around. And to me, that speaks to her her willingness and her ability to be produced. And I think that she is willing to come into a scenario and... You know, the producer was just in her ear being like, we got to bring this up. And she's like, you know what? I'm fucking game. You know, this past season of Selling Sunset, she brought up a million things at those dinner tables. And you know what? Maybe we need somebody to walk into that room. And when Peter asks them to leave, she says, fuck, no, I'm not going to leave because I want to bring this up. I have other big personalities on there, but they're more kind of um, strong willed and they're going to do what they want. Amanda will do whatever the producers tell her to do. And that's how I think about her. And um, that's that's who my pick is. I love, I mean, that's interesting. Listen, I'm not yeah. going to be mad at it. I feel like, and listen, the looks would be good. I mean, her fashion this season was insane. Beyond, beyond. Our final group is yes. the Ugh. biggest potential group. Uh, random yeah. celebrities or public figures. Yes. You know, since I'm going first, I'll just kind of explain. I, I kind of went with people that 
were actually gettable. You know, I'm not going to okay. say yeah. like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a pop star. Angelina like, Jolie. Yeah, or exactly. Like, like, yeah, like yeah. I saw a lot of people saying some really ungettable names on Twitter last week when the when uh, yeah. Traders was renewed. So I yeah. tried to go with people that would actually say you could actually see on the show. Okay. Okay. So my first pick. Yep. Is gonna be. Ooh, and I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with three from this category. I believe. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with Cody Rigsby, who okay. is the Peloton instructor. He is kind of a rising star just in general. He's a personality. He has like um, kind of like a feistiness to him, and I don't think we've ever really seen him in this environment before. And it would be, I think that he would be one well liked and popular within the faithfuls. Or make a good trader. Really good at the challenges, obviously. I don't know. I just yeah, think he would. Yeah, I like that. Be pretty good at this. Yeah. No, that's good. I. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I. I know him from dance. Right. Dancing with the stars. He's on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Super cool. I love that choice. Okay. Okay. So my first choice. I've been on reality television, but it's not a reality television person. She is an actress. She is a comedian. She is a podcaster. She is brilliant, and that is Nicole Byer. Ah, uh, great one. Now, I just think that energy in that in that space would be infectious. It would be so wonderful. She's so smart and charismatic and I think also a you know a fan of the genre so she would be good at a lot of the strategy and understanding people's like motivations and frankly I just want to see Nicole in more things and have her to have more of like a higher profile. I think this would be a yeah. great space to move her to the next level. Totally. That's that that's a really great pick. All right. My second in this category. Oof. Okay. Uh, this is this is another curveball. I think a lot of these okay. will probably be curveballs for both of us. Okay. I'm going <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go with Andy Roddick, who is a tennis, former okay. tennis player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very Twitter active. He commentate he'll he kind of says shit that people are thinking about politics, about tennis. He cuts through the bullshit. He, I think my cast doesn't have enough straight male energy. And I think that uh -huh. I, I'm kind of, you know, I have a lot of the girls and I have some gays, but I, I, and I have Craig. So I think I need somebody else that kind of, that is in that realm, who's going to be yeah. hyper competitive, kind of bring that. Um, I do think that there's that something that you see a lot at like the round tables is this sort of like macho-ness that comes out mm -hmm. of some of these men. And I think that yeah. that. I don't love that energy, but I also think it like creates a nice like counterbalance to some of like the campiness, some of the housewives and, yeah. and stuff like that bring. So I think he'd be a nice balance for my cast and he'd probably be pretty good. So that's my pick. I like that. That's good. I don't know a lot about him, but I think that would be really fun. I like that. Okay. My next pick is again, I, I swear I'm not just picking people who were on reality television, but are not reality television stars. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But sure. I mean, this, this is a businesswoman. This is a mogul. This is an icon. And it is Kelly Catrone, the head of publicity uh, for People's Revolution. <laughs> an icon. An icon. You know her from the hills. You know her from America's Next Top Model. You know her from Hell on Earth. But in reality, like this is somebody who did all of those things to support her fundamental goal, which is being an amazing business person. I mean, you think Kate Chastain has zero fucks to give. Like, mm. meet Kelly Catrone. I can't imagine her doing a single challenge and being happy about it. But I think... Watching her strategize in this way would be hypnotic. Hypnotic is is yeah. is correct, and it just <laughs> just watching her pushing a boulder up a hill or something Hello. would be 
without uh, you know what i mean like without like all the assistance to do it instead she'd be yeah she'd be on the walkie-talkie telling people what to do i love that okay <laughs> all right so i think this is my last pick this is my third in this okay. category okay i'm gonna go with somebody that one of your picks made me think of okay he is scratching the british box itch okay. that i think john has scratched this season okay and that is Gemma collins yeah who is the infamous kind of you know enemy of new york tiffany pollard yeah and um you know some somebody lied to her several times but <laughs> i still think that she is one of those personalities that she she is she's kind of like the british like trisha paytas in a way she's yeah, kind of like is always totally. around like she's always like saying something doing something in the daily mail for some sort of reason and she's funny as hell yeah. and um you know i just think that why not throw her in there it should I be love a total that. enigma yeah I, I love that yeah trisha was also someone else like do i don't i i, I don't know. know she's a little no. too chaotic i think i mean i but... agree i think gem is the better way to get at the same yeah. essence of chaos yes yes okay oof all right god i have like five okay for my final pick i'm gonna tap into just something that is was deeply important to me in my childhood a okay. person who was extremely influential but who also still has like gorgeous relevance today and my final pick is going to be Paula Abdul. Oh, <laughs> I absolutely. I just, I, you know, I think just the little hint of Paula that I got when Ari released her music video, right? Which obviously references Cold Hearted Snake, which obviously references, you know, other things. It was nice. It felt nice to like have her in the my periphery again. And I kind of want a little more. Obviously, you know, she would probably be a little mystified, I think, by everything going on. But I think the thing is, she'd be game for all of it. I think you would find her, like, giving yeah. her all in challenges and being so earnest about what was actually happening that I think her sort of pure-hearted energy would be kind of lovely. She would have a heartbreaking moment. She would be <laughs> crossed by somebody on your cast. I you know. Would be left, she would be, you know stepping out from that round table giving a little <laughs> speech and then be like i'm a faithful yep Paula know, would be, it's true she'd be like the emotional core of your season which i think would be really <laughs> every season has to have that yes oh my gosh so these are great i'm excited these are fun these are so fun <laughs> is there anybody from your list that you kind of that stands out to you as like okay they should be some of my traders for sure i mean i definitely feel like i would love for stassi to be a trader i think yes, she would be really totally. strong trader weirdly i think nicole buyer would be an interesting trader kind of mm -hmm. unexpected and i think she would be able to continue to win people over with her personality and they would never think it was her but everyone wants to say carolyn because that's just crazy but no i think <laughs> i i think my i think my third trader would be you know what? I think my third trader would be Brittany Haynes, and I'll tell you mm. why. I think she, I think she would give very poverty energy in terms of like gotta kill you. It's what it is. Like I think she'd be very matter of fact about the business at hand, and she would have no emotions at play in what she mm -hmm. had to do, which I think would mm. make her very under the radar. Because I think the people who are kind of too obvious are the ones who have those big energy shifts, and I don't think she would have that. Yeah. Okay. Those are those are good traders. So I think. Okay. Stassi, Brittany, and Nicole. Yes. That's great. That's a great trio. I think my traders would be 
Okay. I think I would want somebody who was really likable and might uh-huh. be an unexpected. So I think yeah. I would want Carson as one of my traders, Carson. That Grisley. would be fun. That would be Because so I think that, I think that people would just trust him and not think that he has it in him. Right. Um, I think I would like Kristen Cavallari to be one of my traders. I think that Here she is it. also, again, yeah, she was, it's kind of obvious, but like also not showing a competition person. And then for my third, to, to really give her the chance to prove herself again in this third go around, it'd be Davon. I, I want to see her in that turret. You know, yeah. I want to see her. I want, I want her and Kristen to have, have some moments like yeah. kind of my Phaedra and Parvati. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- th- there they are. I love it. I think I'm excited. I mean, I, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is so fun. It's just fun to, again, get the wheels turning or yeah. putting those ideas out there. Yes. If any of these people end up on season three of the traders, you have us to thank. So this is, this is really fun. Thanks for doing this. Are you kidding me? This was so exciting. Thank you so much for asking me. Yeah, Anytime. of course. Of course. And do you have anything you want to plug before we sign off? I mean, watch traders. No. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Jared on social media, truly. Like, he has some great commentary. He's always kind of the first on the beat and um, a really great follow. Terminally online is the expression I think they use. But yes, you can follow me at Jared Says. Awesome. Well, Jared, we'll talk again soon and uh, see you for season three. See you for season three. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gabe on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes. And subscribe to Gabby with Gabe on YouTube to watch full-length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And keep up with all things Gabbing with Gabe at Gabbing with Gabe on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gabe is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support and see you next time.